You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. Welcome to the Four Quarters Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. Hey there. What's going on? Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the number 4C podcast, and all these things. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Riotcast Network. Today's guest, originally from Queens, New York. Today's guest is a 25-year veteran of the New York comedy scene and one of everyone's favorites in the business, Maybe you've seen him on Letterman, Conan, Kimmel, Comedy Central, Ferguson, and even The View. He has traveled and toured the world with the likes of Louis C.K. and Jim Gaffigan, played venues such as Madison Square Garden and Carnegie Hall. He's a social activist. You can see him involved with things like the Climate March, Black Lives Matter, Occupy Wall Street. Where does this guy find the time? I don't know. One of the smartest guys in the business. What are the... One of the nicest guys in the business and one of the classiest guys in the business. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a liberal. It's Ted Alexandro. <laughs> I feel like uh, you like just, that. I feel like I we nail have it a, every time, don't I? Is, I feel like we have our first presidential candidate in here, <laughs> or at least a senator. That's what. Well, it the bar has probably been pretty low, then. Yeah, the bar is low. <laughs> I didn't bring the bell. That's what it kind of sounded like. All of a sudden, it sounded like we have a. Uh, have you thought about that? I have not <laughs> thought about <laughs> it. Lenny texted me that probably like twice. A year. He's oh, like, really? That Ted, we need you to run. Oh, like, God. No. If you could run for something. <laughs> no, oh, my God. I no. can't take it. Right, but let's don't, talk, run let's talk Ted. <laughs> no, don't run for the local <laughs> stuff. Run right for the, the, the big stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just go <laughs> just right, go to, right the to the presidency. Yeah, go for the Senate or president. I think the bro- the thing with that is, is as soon as we, uh, you know, in the comedy world, um, Ted and I will, I think, agree on this. Like, you're not talking about Mensa grads on some of these <laughs> comics. You know, <laughs> they're misinformed. You know, if they didn't do stand-up comedy, they wouldn't be doing anything else, and they certainly shouldn't be sitting on political panels, you know, or, or whatever. Some yeah, or not. I mean, they they try. Right, right. But it comes I think from it's fair to say field. most comics are pretty self-involved. Yeah, <laughs> so it doesn't <laughs> it so doesn't go, go beyond their. But own there was a movie, right? Robin Williams wasn't. Robin Williams movie, Didn't Patch he be- Adams. Yeah, so, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that was that was political. No, wasn't I don't there know. the movie when he, Robin Williams became the president? He was like a big. He was a he was a comic in that, or maybe he was. Oh just a yeah, star, he was trying to like a reality star. I thought he was a comic. So there you go. There's some precedent there. They're saying, that, right, yeah, that that's what you need now to be president: a show, a, a hit reality TV show, show, some yeah. kind of show. That's all the credentials <laughs> you need. The quickest aside, uh, by the way, if you want to go see Wag the Dog, if you remember that movie, mm. if everybody hasn't seen that, please, that should come. That should be on every Netflix queue right now. Yeah, I've been thinking something. about rewatching. That's De Niro and um, yeah, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin right? Hoffman, yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk about Ted, shall we? Um, how do you stay calm all the time? You're always calm, <laughs> stage calm, off stage calm. We're like opposites, right? Yeah. Like you're, yeah. you're always like hyper all the time, angst. and I have to live in that space. Yeah, you know, all the time. Right, right. Uh, off stage, I'm a little calmer. But That's true. Well, That's I don't true. know. Neil will probably debate me on that one. No, I, I find you calm off stage. Yeah, and when I, I get on stage, I don't really find you calm ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think my wife would say that too. Yeah, I don't maybe think not. That's there. But <laughs> th- what's funny is uh, we used to play softball together. Yes. And um, I remember one time uh, we came off the field. Something happened, 
and I think your mom's in the stand. We'll talk about her in a second. And uh, which is funny. And you my go up to the plate, <laughs> and she's my more like me, like little league. Yeah, yeah screaming. Yeah. She's, she's screaming. She came oh like, yeah, she came go, once or go. twice. Oh, he, she's the best. Yeah. And Ted gets up, and like his dad's there, his mom there, his sister's there, and they're like, oh, Ted's furious right now. Ted, something <laughs> happened in the games. Ted's furious. I'm like, Ted's furious. <laughs> you <laughs> use the word furious <laughs> right now. He's furious. Yeah. Oh, he's he's the seething man. They know it. They know that. They know it. I was like, "Looks yeah. calm to me." I was furious. Furious is like, "What? What is your, bro-? you know?" Ted <laughs> just goes up, you know, just around his way. Yeah, I don't. People I, can tell when I'm like stewing, you know. That's but that, that's, that's I can furious. tell when you're stewing. Like yeah. you would turn, I would be shitting on the umpire from center field, like just riding him until <laughs> Ted would just turn around and be like, "Enough already." <laughs> that's you it. Know? That's all. Yeah, you got. I was like, "All right, yeah, all right," and that's all it takes for me sometimes. Like somebody at least hearing me. Nobody else would turn around. <laughs> but there is. Yeah, I felt he cared. So I would ju- yeah, I, I, just, I knew when Lenny needed to be acknowledged. <laughs> I would just turn <laughs> yeah. around and give him a nod. Yeah. But there, there's anger in there somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah, I just, right. I don't, ex- I don't, ex- I'm not like uh, into like histrionics or, you know, uh, yeah, I'm more like a, a look or a kind of, um, yeah, just like a well-placed word. Maybe a kind of. <laughs> oh, more thought out. Yeah, you're yeah, like more I, of an Obama president then. <laughs> everything. Are we headed. still focusing on my presidency? <laughs> yeah, everything's going towards that. I need a job because I could be like a campaign manager. That's true. That's Most true. Most of these podcasts are me trying to get a job. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but your mom is different. Your mom would be like, she would be screaming, "You got bad call, screaming, whatever." Yeah. And finally, one the first time she was ever there. I was like, I was in the outfield with Van Horn. I'm like, who is that woman screaming on the bench? And I'd be get bad. Somebody goes, that's Ted's mom. I'm like, get the hell out of here. Are you serious? I was like, well, I love all, that lady. Right. Yeah. Like, we sh- we shouldn't just too. brush past that my fam, my whole family's yeah, at this softball game. It's, yeah. it's a little embarrassing. I'm no, in my, my 40s. You guys are super close. <laughs> that is 40s. My dad came all the time. That's true. And that's he was true. he would sit next Again, to Ted. that would be a problem, too, that everybody keeps showing up. At the, I feel like the my parents, dad loved it. I feel like the parents have this, like, because you, you played sports growing up, yes. so they probably have it in them that this is their responsibility, that they got to go. Well, you know what it was? It it was, I think it was the playoffs, so, like, we were kind of, like, in, and it's at Central Park, so it's, like, a fun place to just it's go nice for the day. day. Yeah. So, yeah, I think my sister lived right near there, so she had an excuse, but my, my parents came to the game, too, so it was kind of, like, it felt like I Little League, you know? That. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Because I remember my parents came to a pickup game at Chelsea Piers when they were in the city, and then they walked out like at halftime. They they because they they felt like it was time it was over because yes. they they didn't like the game they didn't like the they didn't like anything about it they loved yeah. having that memory of how I was right like a, <laughs> they don't want to tarnish like, it any but further. if it was in Central Park it would, but it was a miserable miserable game we had you grew up playing everything. Yeah, yeah, I grew up playing Little League baseball, basketball. I mean, football was more like kind of just in the streets, like kind of getting friends together, that kind of thing. But yeah, I played, I was kind of, I guess, kind of an athlete up to, I played high school basketball, and then that was kind of the end of the road as far as organized stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you were definitely a sports person before For comedy. Sure. You weren't doing comedy back then. No, sports was really first, yeah. I mean, I was always, you know, I was playing piano. I took piano lessons as a kid, so that was kind of a big part of, like what I did and just playing at school and then uh, well, theater. Not only are you a theater guy and a music guy, will you please tell Neil, because these segments are quick, about the time. Didn't you guys, uh, you had a rap group? Yeah, my brother you and, and your I, brother. Yeah, brotherly love. In high school? <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much from, I would say from elementary school, like from maybe fifth grade for me, my brother's a year and a half older, uh, 
up until we pl- we played at the Apollo when uh, I oh was, shit it must have been about nineteen or twenty uh, one of the like the Friday night things? amateur night at oh the Apollo. Amateur, did you make it through we got booed off oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> we Is lasted about a minute and a half <laughs> we don't have it if it exists we Who don't have the it. Host? I wish we did oh gosh it was this guy Ralph something I forget oh, his last wow. name. Uh, it wasn't like the TV show. It was like the amateur night to see if you get through to the TV oh, show. Oh, TV show? Yeah. Oh, wow. And then they, even then the crowd boos you? Boos oh, you man. They re- they, it was like we were throwing chum to the sharks. <laughs> you know, were, when the two white rappers came out in 1989 or 90, whatever it was. I know? wish we could post-production some rap in this. Can we, can we do that, Lenny? Do you, you have those the kind only of one. skills? Can uh, you post a little rap? Do you still have the copies of it? I think we do. And it was all, a, and so your mom would go to this and tape a lot of it. <laughs> right, because she yeah. went to this. So she, there's video. I don't think anyone was at the Apollo. Oh, we didn't yeah. stack the deck for that. <laughs> <laughs> we should have. <laughs> I don't need him at the softball game. I need him at the yeah, Apollo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when everybody's wow. booing. I think Maneev did the Apollo too, and he got like oh, Sandman. Right. The guy came out and he's like, "Get out of here! I'm finishing my three minutes or it's, whatever it was." You know, it's a worthwhile experience. Uh-huh. You know, uh, to to have that many people hate you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like comedy was easy after that. Yeah. You know, and little do they know you'd be marching on their behalf. Some of these people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. That's Years right. later. I was like, you guys will regret this someday. Oh, now, when I started, when you were probably a couple years ahead of me, but you came out of a teaching background. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I taught uh, my first teaching job. I was actually still in college. Uh, a friend of mine told me they needed a gym teacher at his school. And it was a Catholic school, elementary, like K through eight. And they needed a gym teacher. And, and I had taken a semester off to study privately with a, a jazz uh, piano teacher. So I was basically just practicing every day. And this guy was like, we need a gym teacher. You want to do the job? I'm like, I'm still in school. I don't even have a, you know, any credentials. He's like, it doesn't matter. Can you blow a whistle? I was like, all right. <laughs> all right. So I was school? teaching. Uh, I'm sorry. Where were you at school? I was, at same I was going to CCNY. Oh, you were? Okay. Point. Yeah, okay, studying, studying jazz oh, wow. there. Um, but, but I had a semester off just studying oh, cool. one-on-one. And so I had all this free time. So, yeah, I wound up teaching gym K through 8 when I, I was – I remember I, I – celebrated my 21st birthday at that job so i wasn't wow. even 21 oh, wow. yeah so that was so what was it dodgeball all day pretty much a lot of dodgeball duck duck goose <laughs> with the li- the little kindergarten kids make wow. sure no a lot of races make sure nobody <laughs> yeah that was the primary that was the primary concern oh. no wait 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 so your major in ccny was jazz jazz piano yeah oh sh- and do you do that now no no i mean i I loved playing piano and uh, but jazz I was like in over my head you know I was surrounded by like I guess it's kind of similar to uh, athletics where you kind of realize you make that leap and like the next level is way beyond where you're at okay yeah so you know these jazz uh, musicians but specifically the pianists like blew my mind and I was like oh man this is you know I'm not I'm not at this level but But it was it was a valuable thing as far as kind of laying a foundation for uh, working in the arts. Yeah, but I remember you uh, at a, your house, you had a key. I was over there once a long time ago. I can't remember yeah. why, but you had a keyboard. You probably you probably sit down and just yeah, tinkle around a little not, bit. Not as much as I used to. Like, I'll go months where I don't play at all, and especially now that I'm married and, you know, space is at a premium. Um, but, yeah, I'll take it out, and then I'll, like, dive into it for a couple months at a time. Oh, wow, that's yeah. cool. And so, wh- when, so you're doing that, and then where's comedy? What that happened in college too? That's your first. Yeah, because um, you're performing now, so you just sort of transfer that over. Well, what happened was I I transferred to Queens College okay. just because I was tired of the commute to CCNY, uh, and I tra- I changed my major to teaching. Uh, so that was kind of a pivotal switch because not only was I 
getting the teaching degree, but they had a um, their drama department. I met Hollis James, who I started doing two-man stand-up with. Uh, he was writing like sketch comedy, kind of like Monty Python or SNL inspired oh, okay. stuff. So it started there. So I auditioned for his show at school. We became friends, and then uh, I started doing two man stand up with oh, him. Wow. I love Hollis. He just moved to uh, L. A. Right? LA, yeah. He How's it going? Right. Good. good, good. Yeah, it is? he's loving it. I mean, he used to live right here, yeah. not far from you. Um, I had no idea. We want. I want him on. You know, I want him on the show. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Well, your yeah. family's in super creative because your sister's a really great actress and then or actor or whatever. Thanks. I'm supposed yeah. To say. yeah. And then you. So your parents were. My parents were not, not surprised. So you yeah. guys broke out. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. We, I'm one cool. of five, and all five of us, like, we did community theater. We all acted in high school, and my older brother's a poet. My All my siblings, my brother Dave was, you know, an actor up until he became a teacher. But, yeah, it's uh, acting and teaching is, or the arts and teaching is kind of a through line. Oh, wow. That's pretty amazing. All, every, all five? I didn't know you had five. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah we, did shows, Trish, to, we did shows amazing. together, like, up until... I was in college. Shit. We had, there was a community theater You're almost group. like the, the Osmonds. You were close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's never been like, I mean, you could have rivaled the Baldwins, I guess, but they're all boys. Yeah, you got girls. Yeah. That's true. We do. Shit. Three boys, no. two girls. And they all get along. Yeah. You do, you, do you need a manager for the whole family? Like one person. We got to gotta get the group back together. Piece yeah. yeah. the whole family. <laughs> 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 yeah. What, what's, the, what's the act, though? What is the country. act? Is it all comedy? Is it all acting? Uh, like you just do I think, plays? I think it's a variety show, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah. I guess it is a variety. Show. You know, it's funny. I used to do yeah, a, yeah. a show at QED in Astoria, this little venue, yeah. and uh, I did a Monday night show there for a couple of years, and um, we did a Christmas show, the Alexandro Family Christmas. Oh, it's ah, been so it's done. It's done. It's done. Oh, yeah. Wait, what was that show like? My sister uh, did a couple of her monologue pieces. Oh, yeah. She does uh, these. Oh, my wow. My brother Rich did some of his poetry. Oh, and shit. My, got... I interviewed my mom and dad because they've been married for 50 years, and they <laughs> kind so of just great. interesting people. Oh, I gotta, I'm going to go with you to pitch that show. <laughs> I gotta, they need, it's a, where could that go? What network could that go on? <laughs> TV land. Maybe. They need shows for God's sake. Is there sake. a family network? There probably is like a family. Have you yeah. ever acted with your sister, bro? Yeah, we we did uh, community theater up until I was in college. So we did like all those story, place. Greece, uh, Oklahoma, but where? all that kind of stuff. Where, like just the community? Like we had a a church community center in where though, in like the summer in Queens in Queens in Belrose yeah. Queens. At yeah. one point, are you is she like Maria and you're Tony, whatever? And then you gotta kiss your own sister. Is something that, bad that is coming up? Literally happened. What? Oh, <laughs> No, no, let me let me yeah. qualify it. <laughs> Before this gets too creepy. Yeah. This Alexandro right. troop is let me, uh, let me switch networks for the family. Show. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go into something more late night. Uh, maybe FX now. Right. We're in the, we're My <laughs> I was cast as Danny Zuko in Greece when I was like probably a senior in high school. Yeah. And my sister Trish was cast as the understudy, understudy. for Sandy. Okay. So it never actually happened. But you were sweating. Oh, well. God, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. Make, giving the uh, the lead vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you cannot get sick. <laughs> oh. Holy, oh, that, that yeah. was good. Yeah, there yeah. we go. That's uh, the first episode. And stand up with before we gloss over that. The career has gone so well. Yeah, you've been everywhere. Uh, do you have a favorite thing that you've done, like other than your stuff? I mean, I saw. I mean, I think I walked in on your special, the last one you were shooting at the Village Underground. Yeah. But you've been on tour with Gaffigan. I saw your dates. Like you guys are like leaving for a couple of months at a time. Yeah, yeah. Well, my my special is actually going to be coming out uh, probably within the month. Uh, I'm releasing it through All Things Comedy, Bill Burr, and and Al Madrigal's network. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I was kind of like shopping it around and Netflix passed on it, which was kind of disappointing and surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So then it was kind of like, all right, like what's plan B going to be? So then I reached out to Al just asking him about his special had been on Showtime. So I was like, you know, um, can you hook me up with somebody at Showtime? And he's like, actually, I had a bad experience with Showtime, Hmm. but we're starting to release specials through All Things Comedy if you want to partner with us. I was like, that sounds great because they're like comedian owned. Yeah. The comedians kind of yeah. uh, keep the the majority. Uh, they take like a small percentage just for the network right. to kind of keep things going. But you keep the lion's share of stuff. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So my new special is uh, Senior Class of Earth. And mm-hmm. that'll be coming out, I think, in June. Awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I filmed at the Village Underground. At the Village oh, Underground. Wow. Yeah. But to answer your question, Lenny, I think probably the two most memorable things for me would be my first Letterman set. Uh, you know, as you well yeah, know, is, is just, you know, kind of validates you in some way. It's just the guy that you grew up watching. Yep. Uh, and then the other thing, I opened for Gaffigan at Madison Square Garden. And that's that was cool. kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Ted. All right. Let's wow. uh, let's go to the next corner. We have, um, I want to talk, Ted's a big uh, into activism. And uh, since nobody else will ever have on the show is probably that. We might as well talk <laughs> a little bit about that. And it seems good for our time. So you've been involved in... Occupy Wall Street, Black Lives Matter, you know, global warming initiatives, stuff like that. Um, and I want to get to the coalition at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but do you get frustrated at these things or do you get psyched for these things or, um, you know, like that we keep having to do these things? Is it uplifting when you go? Is it like? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's all of the above. You know, there are times that it's really frustrating and uh, aggravating. I I guess it's like anyone else in life, you know, like there's days where you look at the news and you're like, Jesus, and you're just like you need to detach. And there's other times where you're angry or you're motivated and activism's the same thing. It's like it's not that you're I, I do this joke where like when you join any activist cause when you go to a march you're joining the losing team right this is not like a a championship (laughs) parade (laughs) through the canyons (laughs) of heroes this is the losing you're not gonna win Ah, Um, so that's really it's not about like uh winning it's about kind of maybe creating those headlines that are otherwise absent and kind of uh, well, I remember being Occup- a bullhorn. Occupy the Wall little, Street. The little victories. Yeah, exactly. I forget exactly. if it started in the cold or ended in the warm or started in the warm and ended the cold, but I was like, Occupy Wall Street has got about a shelf life. It's coming up because it's going to get cold. The winter, yeah. It started and people in, were in that park. September and oh, it went okay. for two months. Yeah. Well, a month actually. I was like, if this is still going by January, it's got legs. There's no way these people, are not, they're going to freeze to death. Right, right. Yeah, I think it, it was two months actually that it lasted. But yeah, it was starting to get cold. And Have you ever at the end of these things where somebody goes, today's the last day of this. <laughs> I got to go. I got to get some soup. Well, <laughs> well, all of these things are very organic, you know, like nobody expected Occupy Wall Street to take off. It was just a group of people who occupied this little park downtown. Yeah. Did and you stay down there the whole time? No, no, I never slept over. I just, you know, you most people were, yeah, most people were kind of going back. There was a probably a couple hundred people as time went on that, that stayed there. And it kind of became more and more of a kind of a circus atmosphere as the media descended upon the the park and people were coming from all over the all over the country, like arriving like, you know, you talk to people who were like, yeah, I just got here from Portland. I just took a bus because I heard about it. But, yeah, I was going back and forth, um, read about it in The New York Times. And honestly, I I was kind of surprised that I was taken by it uh, 
I was like, oh, what's going on? Because I wasn't an activist, really, in the sense of showing up to these types of things. But I was really curious about people are, like, sleeping in a park. So I just went down after a set one night. I think I was at the cellar or something. And I stopped by afterwards. And uh, I was really, like, kind of energized by what was going on there and just kept going back. Well, Neil and I wrote a whole thing about the banking system failing. Uh, not, I mean, ours is ridiculous. I mean, we wrote mm -hmm. a uh, thing called Day Traders on how two guys bet everything on Lehman like two days before. <laughs> goes we down pitched the, the show. We pitched the show. Is that we right? Pitched yeah. it, we pitched it a lot of times. With Nagin. Now someone's going to steal it and put it on TV. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, it was a good pilot and everything like that. And people, everything we do, people like. And then they, you want to buy it? Well, no. for, for that, for <laughs> that movement, Occupy Wall Street, just speaking about that, my problem with it, the whole thing is that I, it's right. It's just I feel like now everyone's ready to sell out. Like no one's, even the per greatest person with the m means the most is is once they get this thing thrown in their face. Like, uh, hey, look, you know, look, buddy, here's a million dollars. You can live happy the rest of your life. Just shut up for a while. You know, mm -hmm. once they get theirs, everyone. I don't know who that person is that's going to be like. You know, I'm going to keep fighting, and because they're just going to be like, I'll just take care of myself. You're right. So that yeah, that pay. The rich, rich people just keep paying everybody to shut the up. hush to, money. Yeah, and everyone. Yeah. I, I think uh, you know, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, there would have been more people that would have been like, "No, I'm going to stick with my values." But now mm -hmm. that's so stupid because now you can <laughs> have your values, be in a nice house, still go fight it, but just be in a nice house. And you know what I mean? I feel like everyone's ready to sell out a little bit, like well, everybody. I, but I hope that changes. Yeah. No. I. I think like ultimately. Like you said, the first thing you said was that Occupy Wall Street was right. And and that that I think is what has kind of become like the common knowledge now is that, you know, what is it, ten years after the crash? Mm -hmm. That all of the things that were being brought to the fore were were right, you know? So it's kind of it was like a little bit ahead of the curve that it was like forced into the mainstream. Like I th I saw something where like income inequality was like never discussed like th they do those google trending mm -hmm. things but then as soon as occupy wall street like the mentions of income inequality yeah. were through the roof so just kind of the mainstreaming of all of the things that like a rigged system produces um so yeah just that, that again like not that you're going to be on the winning team right. but it's like can we talk about these things well that's yeah. what happened <clears throat> that's what's happening now they're trying to deregulate everything they put in place for that so these guys can play the market again. And mm -hmm. even we have friends who are not necessarily claim to be Republicans, but they're in the business, the market business. And mm -hmm. then now they're like their business is going better. So they are making money. So they don't they're kind of conflicted, even though they think they're not conflicted. Right. And from things I hear, you know, if you read enough and read enough stuff, you know, they think there could be these bubbles coming back, you know, that not. Oh, it's got to be. It's got to come back because these people are playing with fire again. You know, there's got to be. And, uh, you know, when there's no regulation in place. Those things right. have got to keep on happening. Yeah. And yeah, it's going to it could really? happen again. Now, are we going to bail these people out like the last time? I'm thinking next time it happens. No. You know, I didn't I didn't want him to do it in the first place. Right. You know, like, let go ahead. Suffer. Of course. You know, take. I hope you saved your all that money. Your business should fail. Right. Yeah. Your business should fail. A lot of people's business fails. Right. You're, why? Because it was in business for 100 years. Right. You know, so that we kind of pitched them. We that was our show. You know, like we went down, but then we started up. You know, we started again. You know, yeah. Neil's character is like, no, we can do this again. We can, yeah, really, and I right. don't want in You're at right. all. <laughs> yeah. So and then Black Lives Matter. Uh, 
coming up on that one, of course. Again, well, let's you're on a losing about- team, but you are in the right. Well, that yeah, that's how All I feel. It's equality. Yeah, for me, it's about almost like my own sanity. It's like <laughs> when I see something is true, and it's like the the right side of the issue. Like for this, you know, police brutality and accountability and uh, police reform. Like this has to be addressed. You know, a thousand people a year are being killed by the police. Does it happen a lot in New York, or less so? Or I just read seems about it seems to be scattered all over the country. Yeah, it's all over the country. I I don't know the figures specifically for New York, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I mean New York is kind of a good incubation of what goes on in the rest of the country as far as like policies like stop and frisk, right. which allegedly have been kind of kind of reversed or at least curtailed. But anyway, w- regardless of the policies, it's obvious that black communities, communities of color, are being policed differently. And, you know, so that's that's a problem that needs to be changed and reformed and addressed. And, you know, all of the things that like America claims to be are wrapped up in all of these issues. So it's like if we are a democracy and, you know, the voice of the people is going to make a difference in how things are are done, you know, uh, then I think we have to speak up for whatever it's worth. How much has this creeped into your stand up? A little bit. I do a thing on police brutality. Uh, that should go well. well <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny because, again, it's like I the same way that activism is kind of for my own peace of mind, the ways that I allow it to creep into my stand-up is for my own peace of mind. But it, obviously it has to it has to be funny. But it's, it's hard to do. It's yeah. a very small oh, target. Holy cow. Great the, segue for my next one. We talked about this hashtag Me Too movement. Yeah. Okay. And there has been, I'm now reading articles on stand ups like having, like, there's definitely more of a zeitgeist. And I was trying to explain this to Neil of women empowerment in the audience. They're going to take less misogynistic jokes. Um, not that it's bad. I'm just saying that it's just different. I think uh, the women comics have been empowered a little bit more to say whatever they want to say. Mm-hmm. And they've, um, but. And the movement's great. You know, obviously, sexual harassment in workplaces is ridiculous. And then, um, but I do think if you really want to talk about equality and some of the bits, I, I've been trying to do these bits. If you want to talk about equality, there's your, I got a plenty of stuff I would like to help you with. Let's say <laughs> no more engagement rings, because that seems to be an unequal thing. So I say that, and you just see everybody's face go, white right so i've been right. trying to aim the gun on this target to nail this bit and i have it i'm close right well that's just it but I- it's really hard to do jokes like this yeah and i'd rather talk about subway and murder mm-hmm. on certain days but for my own peace of mind you want to march down the street and tell me i'm a piece of garbage mm-hmm. okay let me have some equal time. <laughs> and so really re- what this is about is trying to get the money back from, from your wedding ring. Totally. Ultimately. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Why, why? why does she get everything? <laughs> well, I think, you know, like the thing that is lost on a lot of people and specifically a lot of comics is that these things are rooted in pain and, and the deepest kind of pain. So like Black Lives Matter while kind of a uh, it becomes this hashtag 
is about dead people, you know, yeah. murdered by cops. Or Me Too is about women raped or assaulted or all of the, you know, so it, that's why the target is so small and it should be small. Right. But if you can hit it, right. it's it's a great thing. You know, so I, I did a joke about police brutality where I said, um, just because you haven't experienced something doesn't mean it's not real. Like, think about police brutality like a Tyler Perry movie. Right. You may have never seen one but that doesn't mean they don't exist. <laughs> You're just not the intended audience. <laughs> that's right. Like police brutality. <laughs> you know? well, so no, it's hard. Yeah. I see what you're saying. It is hard to, to get it. Yeah. Get so it. you have to, you have to really do a lot of thinking yep. on these issues, uh, in order to land on the funny thing, because pe- like you said, people's back is up yep. a little bit. So whether it's a woman, you know, who has, you know, p- perhaps been assaulted or raped in some in some way, or uh, you know, a- every woman has been harassed. Uh, so their back is up. So if if you're gonna just make light of it, uh, same with black people. You know, they all have intimate experiences, whether it's them or a family member, with uh, encounters with the police. So you better hit the target in a way that you're addressing the issue respectfully, but, but also funny, you know, yeah. doing stand-up. well, that's what I'm saying. I, because I not, just like just not to judge be, you as a person doing stand-up watching this, I would like to not be lumped in as the bad guy. Part of the problem. Right. Yeah. So like the black Lives matter movement really isn't about me, but I get lumped in as the white man. Right. Right. And the me too movement. I get lumped in as a guy. So I must have done something at some point to someone. Well, poor you, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 but yeah, that's just it. It's like we, you know, the way like, the way me. not to get lumped in, yeah, is to be an advocate for the right. people who are suffering, and right? That's it's exactly easy to my angle. it's easy to keep quiet and just be like, you know, yeah, I have it pretty good. I'm not, I'm not in. There's no hashtag for me, you know. So I mean, I, I think again, like for us on stage yeah if it's the the in the past there's been this dynamic of the white guy kind of um talking shit about everyone right and getting away with it mm-hmm. and now some guys are really resentful like why can't i just shit on everyone the way i used to it's like well <laughs> because your point changes. of view isn't the only one that's given a platform right you know, you know? yeah that's fair I don't mind the fair. I like the challenge, but yes. and I'm not losing. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I just need to. You know, it's harder to write. It's a good challenge, of course. Yeah, of course. Of yeah, course. Yeah. yeah, it is harder. All right. I, I think I don't, it's good. Before I, f- I have two things I want to get to. One is the coalition. You've done one of the best things that was ever happened in the history of comedy. Yeah. You, Maneve, uh you Tom got Shalou, yeah. Ben Bailey, uh, Buddy Bolton. Yeah. Got everybody. A raise in our business, which really, if you guys didn't do this in 2006, yeah, is that how long ago this has been? Like yeah. 12 years ago, yeah. You he's, guys don't do that. He's trying to tell you it's time for another. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there totally is. Uh, it I agree. totally I is. Agree. That's, that's what he's coming. That's what. He, that's well, what's in the back of his mind. That's like, two points. Uh, One is thank you. Of course, I thank you all the time. I think like course, every couple yeah. of years I do yeah. this because the money would still be. It was horrible then, mm-hmm. and it's still, in relative terms, horrible now. Sure. But that's the business, yeah. I guess, we've all signed up for, and right. somehow they, this gets away with all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still, it still drives me crazy. You know, if you see a packed room every day at a club, and then we're making X amount of dollars, and the owner's making huge amount of money, the whole, like, when it was explained that the whole idea of a cover charge <laughs> was to pay the axe, yes. and then that percentage somehow turned into nothing. Right. You know, when literally if you had your own room, you could just 
pay the, you know, get people to come to it and yeah. take that money. So it's really annoying. But you guys went out of your way, detriment to your career at the time. You guys got blackballed some by some com- big time comedy clubs for a long time. Yeah, for doing the right thing. So yeah. thanks again. Oh yeah. And no, I, that always, was the, has all of that died out now, or just still people that remember. Um, no, I mean people obviously. Oh, still they don't remember. They remember on the club side. On the club side. Oh, you mean as far as repercussions? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean my relationships with all the clubs now has yeah. kind of been smoothed out. The only one that that it never uh, reversed was at Caroline's. Uh, Louis Veranda. Really? Yeah, yeah. He kind of uh, he because because I it. called him out. Like there there was a meeting of all the clubs, right. and uh, everyone agreed to come or send a representative, either the owners or a manager of the club, something. So Caroline's was the only one that, after agreeing and RSVPing and all this, didn't show up, just didn't show up to the meeting and no <laughs> whatever. So I, I called him, and I was irritated, and I said, you know, a lot of work has gone into this. There were hundreds of comics that were at this meeting, and, uh, you know, you, you didn't, you, you disrespected the fact that a lot of work is being done and organizing, and uh, you said you were going to be there, and or somebody from the club and he got very, um, I think, offended that I would even question, like, kind of, how dare you? Yeah. Which is, you know, which is kind of the pervasive attitude towards comedians to varying degrees. Yeah. But I think he represents the height of it. Like, where do you get off expressing yeah. an opinion to I me? Could, I, well, <laughs> yeah. I feel like there they always go. just, they, they know to treat people like shit because they have yeah. all the power. That's what they always feel. That's like. right. And he's used to kind of being yeah. reverentially spoken to. And I don't think I was disrespecting him, but I was calling him out on something that I felt was disrespectful to us, you know? So, but anyway, uh, yeah, so it was actually, it was, it was on two occasions. The first time I did a petition that I had like, I think almost 150 comics sign. And that was in maybe 2001. Uh, and we got a small raise that time. I think it went from 50 to 60 or 65. And the second time, uh, Maneev called me up and said, I think it's time we do this again. So that was maybe five, six years later. And and I said no. I was like, I, I don't want to do that. I was like, it's too much work. It's hard to wrangle comedians. And it's a pain in the ass to deal with the owners. But he was so dogged and persistent that I was like, all right, let's 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 do this. So that was when the coalition got formed. Right. And that was that was even bigger than the first time. That was you know, like hundreds of comics. We were meeting at AFTRA. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, that, so that was, again, a second raise that we got in, uh, I think, about 2006 or seven. And that's been it. And that's been it. And, and I mean, you talk about, you know, that's what, uh, t- over 10 years? Yeah. So uh, the cost of living, obviously, in New York City has, has skyrocketed. Right. And we're still making, yeah, so it's, it's And bizarre. some of those guys went up, but they refused to go up to, like, like the seller pays the most. Yeah, and yeah. Gnome, to nobody, his credit, has yeah. has always been and he's ra- receptive, he's, and he's been the receptive. He's also been the forerunner that look, like, he's he's gone up without you know I think provocation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro- yeah. So, but they a lot it. of these clubs who were given like leniency of like, well, they're not doing so well now, whatever, and they said in six months, well, they're still at that. They didn't move. I mean, no. brutal. I yeah, mean, it, just it is brutal, and but it also speaks to the fact that we stink. we uh, yeah we don't organize. You know, like we it should be something that's revisited every yep. couple of years. All right, the third corner today I want to talk about is love. We have Ted here, and he's all about the love. I was at Ted's <laughs> wedding. You know, it's very isn't, knew, a- isn't activism really love? Kind of yeah. different kind, Same different, different kind of love. He, I mean, Ted, like I said, Ted is a. Um, 
you know, a man of the world, you know, lovely man to be uh, perfectly frank. You know, he's all about that. And him and his wife at this wedding, you could just tell the family and friends were there because they loved Ted. It wasn't like a political thing or anything like that. You know, there was you no waited, protesting, no going protesting on. going on. Everybody is not, anybody <laughs> not want this to happen. No, there's none of that. Everybody <laughs> wanted it to happen. Is um, everyone in your family scared of you? Like, oh, shit, here goes. Oh, what do we have to do today? No, like, they're into it. Are you dragging people from your family out? You mean no. like to activism? Like, yeah, yeah. They're nah, like, nah, oh, they, shit. They, they come. You know, they're all okay. kind of involved, too. I'm sure you get not. the call from yeah, your yeah, mom. Yeah, Be I careful. Don't threaten, yeah, I don't threaten anyone. Does yeah. your mom come? Yeah. I, actually, my mom and dad were just at the... Um, the the gun violence march oh, wow. that okay. was here oh like, shit okay Great. I, I actually just ran into like they texted me oh we're here are you are you planning on coming I'm like yeah I'm on my way so oh, wow. I, I wound up seeing them there you go and they um you they've been married a long time so you see I think if you're if you're and my parents were married a long time and Neil's parents are married a long time if you see be parents married a long time it's so helpful in figuring out like okay you kind of get a sense of why these two people are together and a sense of what it's going to take to keep two people together for a long time. Right. And what's right and what's not right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this is what I can deal with in a relationship and what I cannot deal in a relationship. Yeah. And, um, you waited a long time for the right girl. Like she left and then you're like, okay, I'm just going to wait. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm had dated, find- we dated 10 years ago. Uh, well, it's 12 years ago now. But uh, yeah, I, I met her when she was in college and we dated then. My friend Hollis introduced us. He's like, I met this girl that I think you would like. And, you know, I kind of blew it off like, all right, sure. You know, <laughs> but I we met and now I Hollis did, worked in the porn industry for a little while. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so not, probably, that's, that's not that's not how this introduction. <laughs> happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just yeah. saying that's not. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean he worked in the porn industry? He was I don't know. He's he, a distributing it, it, or something it, like uh, Mr. Skin magazine. He was like, you know, he d- he did writers. these freelance oh, jobs. Comedy writing. Jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he bounced around to all these different. But it's a great w- story. But that's not how they met. No, no, no. He was he was DJing also. And uh, at, a bar, at a bar, at a bar, I think beauty bar right downtown. Oh, yeah. And he met Madeline and her girlfriend and, you know, just they hit it off. And he's like, you know, I think maybe they were talking comedy, too, because Hollis and I were doing, I don't know, if, wasn't and Teachers the, Well, lunch, the beauty bar always had a show there. They, they like had a show there. Shows, that's though. right. That's yeah. right. So comedy came up somehow and uh, and my name came up and she's like, oh, I, you know, I know Ted. I, I love his comedy. And he's like, oh, I, I'll introduce you to him. So, yeah, so it was kind of like, all right, I'll, I'll meet this girl. And I just met her. I thought she was beautiful. thought she was really funny and nice. And just there was an instant kind of familiarity in terms of the energy. But she was young. So then we dated for maybe a year and a half, broke up. And I was kind of brokenhearted, loved her, loved the whole family. She's also one of five, like I am. So there were so many things that just felt right about it. Uh, but then, like, you know, probably eight, nine years went by. And then she texted me out of the blue a couple years back. And, uh, yeah, we kind of just hit the ground running, you know. And I, it, it was like a really interesting life exercise because I had to kind of get over this person that I loved and get to the point of, like, uh, letting go of it and still loving her but realizing, like, it's healthiest for me to have no contact and just move on with my life and date other people. And right. And then she kind of came back around, and it, yeah, it was just like the happy ending kind of thing. And when yeah. she came back around, when did, how long before you got married the second time? Uh, probably two years. Oh, so you year and a half. You dated for like a year and a half, two years, and then you got married. Yeah. How'd you ask her to marry you? 
just in my living room. Yeah, it was just like I was thinking about all the grandiose things, and then I was like, let me just surprise her on a ordinary Wednesday when she comes home from work. So it I worked. I guess it worked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it worked. She's like, wait, this so is let's it? go. Wait, wait, wait. Met her at my wedding, so, didn't you, Neil? Did yeah, you talk to anybody I at don't my wedding? Know. You admit? I don't. I, my memory's so awful now. Last night it was so frustrating because I couldn't think of two things in a row, and I was like, God, this is bad. <laughs> and me and Bethel were sitting on the couch, and we're like, What's that show's name that Justin Bateman's on? It was Arrested Development. We couldn't right. think of it. And then, and then the other girl comes on the TV, and she looks like Kristen Wiig. You're like, What? Her name? And Beth was like, I can't. It was Kristen Wiig. Those are the two answers. We could, <laughs> those are two easy answers. So it was a sad night for me last night. I'm not going to lie to you. See, Wait, so the first time, let's go back to the first time, love. So the first time, it's all there. And then what happens the first time? Just it, the timing's all screwed up. She's she goes away thing. for a semester in Italy. So she was like uh, so she's super, living abroad, yeah, uh, I got studying so she's abroad. Really young. She, yeah, she's, yeah, trying, yeah. she's just kind of living her life and kind of, she, in all honesty, she had every right to kind of to she go. was right she was right to yeah to yeah. go and to you know to live life so it wasn't like i was you know kind of putting life on hold or holding a, a flame for her in some way i mean i always loved her but i had let go of her so that that was what was best about her coming back around was that it came at a point that i and there was points where i was not over her mm -hmm. and i was in bad shape <laughs> like in the early years uh so for it to kind of come full circle, that that was it felt good that it was the right time. Mine oh, was wow. the opposite. Mine was more like, yeah, you can go. <laughs> you can go now. <laughs> yeah, we're done. done Did you here. have someone when you were younger, like in your mm. low twenties, that you were interested in? Like, no, that, there have been a couple that along the way that I was like, it just wasn't working out. They didn't want me, or I don't want that. You know, it's just yeah. It's Did so you feel hard. the pressure though when you were young? Because when you're when you grew up in Texas, like when you you feel that pressure at 21. Like when you're senior in college, all my friends were getting married in college. Well, that's the thing. Right. And the, it's like, if you, the, the deal was you were supposed to meet somebody in college. Mm -hmm. That's where you really, this is the best time to meet somebody. The easiest time to meet a girl, you better. That's a good question. Was but there a timeline in your head forever getting married? That that not happen in New no. York. Cause New York's different. Yeah. And, and luckily I think my parents are different too, in that like that there was, ne I never felt any expectation from them, whether it was career or relationship or, they were just like, you know, they kind of, I felt trust from them. Just do whatever, you know, whatever. Me too. Well, from my mom, I felt trust. My father, you know him. And he's very <laughs> much like, when do you get married? But um, From the get-go, from right out of college? Oh, my, by the time I was seven, my father was working on me. Was there, <laughs> you know, was, when do you get wait, married? Was right. there a girl right out of college for you? That was me? No, not there, right out of there? No, I was moving around the country. I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. And I was not happy in my day job. So I was like, I don't want it. I didn't want a girl to see me in a nine to five to inflict that suffering. On right. Because else. then if I, right. If I went nine to five and we got married, that was like the plan a route. I was going to end up staying as a systems engineer and then getting right. married. And I was stuck in there and I was like, I can't just say I'm leaving my just steady job. Forget about the key. You and the kid, I'm going to try that's, stand up comedy. That's interesting. So yeah. I didn't do, I didn't really, my dating life in the twenties was very much like, okay. Like I was, if they were ready to get married, I certainly was not. Same, but did you have same. a high school love of your life? No. Nothing? Did no. you? 
Yeah, I had a like my first girlfriend was kind of like a uh, high school sweetheart that I really liked, but then it kind of ran its course. And Lenny had Dr. J, just so you know. Yeah, I did. I love Dr. Was his J. first love. So, Julia uh, <laughs> Serving? Yeah, I love Dr. J. <laughs> That's hilarious. He's my. Everyone else had a What's poster of like. Well, we were. Yeah, they, everybody we had, had like hot chicks on their <laughs> yeah. wall. Like, all the, what was the uh, Farrah Fawcett picture? Right. I had two Dr. I J. Go back to, I go back after I know Lenny. Like, I don't know how old we were, but I go back to his room. It's just Dr. J. It's, not, it's two giant Dr. J posters. So At least it wasn't room. above your bed. I would have worried if it was like above your bed. Yeah, no. that's when you know there's I think problems. The stuffed animals were above my bed. Yeah. No, the one where he's dunking with the afro. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, great, I had a Sixers posted. one. I had an old Nets one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Come on, man. Please. Um, yeah, but then so in my third, so twenties, I was like, I wasn't serious. So there, I would meet girls like, when am I getting married? I'm like, I don't know when you're getting married. I'm not doing this until I do something else. And then yeah, in my thirties, I sucked so bad at stand up. You know, at the beginning, just trying to figure out where am I going to do this? I'm not going to do it in New Jersey. I need to move to Manhattan. How so old I, were you when you started? Like thirty. Oh wow. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Like, yeah. So you guys were all like five years of suffering. That's watching. amazing. So you guys were all younger than me, but doing it longer. So it's it still to this day drives me nuts. People are like, Louis C.K. is younger than you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Why how is that possible? He started it like Norton 17, is younger 18, than right? you? Yeah. yeah. Chappelle is younger than you? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's really annoying. Yes. But um, I tell Gina that all the time. But any, And then my 30s, by the time I got good, I was 40, you know, because right. it takes 10 years you at least. But you little, got good fast. I got good yeah, fairly and quickly. I would, I would see Lenny, and there would always be a jump of like, oh, man, yeah. he's, he's gotten better and better and better. Yeah. And, but by the time I going figure on. it out, I'm 40. And then it's like, okay, now I now okay, I need somebody to get on with this lifestyle. And then you're trying to look for right. somebody. And that's hard because they're like, you're 40. Yeah, yeah. So it's like okay. Hey, but we're look, we're still we're going. both doing pretty but well. But you're my like uh, you know compadre in this. I was yes. like, hey, Ted's not on any timeline, and that's when I started getting timeline in my head. <laughs> you know, you don't. Nobody has a timeline for their life. You know, no. you just don't know. I hope I live long enough. And the baby's coming, but I hope I live. You yeah. know, I wanted. I project 80s and 90s, right. barring tragedy. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm. Projecting. Well, I was about to say, if you can prolong your life, then starting at 30 won't matter. No. Because these guys are all going to die off when they're 70. That's true. So you got to get to at least 100. Artie Lang is younger than me. (laughs) He looks about 30 years older than me. So (laughs) you don't know. You know, I'm not going to do blow tomorrow, hopefully. That's right. That's right. And then Neil, let's talk about, we're not letting you out of this, Neil. I don't. Neil met the love of his life when he's like 20. I mean, we're married. He's younger than me. So Neil was probably like 27, whatever. It, can you just be married? And they've you, never gotten married. Yeah. Isn't it funny? You're the only one at this table not married. <laughs> no, we are married. <laughs> we've been together like 25 years. Can't I just say we're married and it counts? That's not how it works. <laughs> no. Not at this table. That's not a thing. Exactly. He can't get away with that. It's baloney. Right. No, I, I, well, I mean, love's hard. But yeah, no, what? We, we've been together the Don't whole let him th- get away with this shit, Ted. You gotta help me out. Deep. I threw a deep that was out there. Blo- that was Love horse is shit. Hard. Love is hard. No, we're we're totally together, I think. I mean, you know. <laughs> I hope she doesn't leave me. I gotta get her in. The older you get I just feel like love the hardest thing is like the older you get. Because I feel like I'm married, even though we're not married. But the older you get, the more like the more I feel more desperate you become of like, oh, please don't leave me now. When, you know what I mean? <laughs> when was, once, you, once you turn the corner. Well, that's what you're you know, supposed to get married. So it's harder turn, for her to leave. you. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I look at my parents and they're like, they can't like they can't leave each other. You know, now they're like, I feel like my dad just like every moment is just to keep my that's their relationship. They're so cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's like parents. when was the last discussion you guys had of uh, 
are, are we going to get married? Uh, we've n- almost never had that discussion. Oh, wow. Almost okay. never. Yeah, she yeah, wa- yeah. She's the same thing. Oh, okay. He actually so found someone. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, did, we did comedy together for so long. We don't do as much. We did comedy together for so long that it was just, it just became this like 24 hour, 24 seven, you know, relationship. <laughs> right. And so we've, we, that was, those were the hardest times, I think, when we were doing comedy together. If you've done comedy together, then it is. It's a <laughs> marriage. Those would get hard it's, because it, you'd come, that was the only, so that they was, gave up yeah. performing together and got like, you know, Neil's got more day job, more, ser- more serious. But about to work, the, right. Which is weird because you guys were so great on stage. No, we're, we still write and we want to do stuff and be we, nice. We're we could do a do show a once and then. We were trying to get it together. We write a lot of material. It's just like it it, it, it was fun to perform. We were going to get it all back together. There's love there. Yeah, it was fun until like uh, I'd come in as the dramaturg and see like what they're working on. And like Bethel can nail every line on the cue. Right. And Neil's just guy. like improv. And as you go, I'm an and Bethel's guy. like, if you don't say water bottle, I don't know where we are in this sketch. <laughs> you know, and I'm agreeing with her and he's mad at me too now. So all, really all I'm doing is listen to who's laughing. <laughs> she doesn't hear that. I'm like, I he's think he's constantly creating it in his head. You know? It's, just, it's uh, hard not to improv, but whatever. But the, no, uh, I, I don't know. You guys, you guys guys though uh i mean it, th- you guys have careers that you like so therefore because you say you whatever you said earlier like uh there is no timeline or there no is no timeline. but there really is a, a built-in pressure on everybody of wh- how life's supposed to go that's hard to escape there is well if you want children and you want a family there is a timeline for yeah. both men and women yeah. it's on a different scale i mean we've come right. to the end of if i didn't have a kid now you know and it's getting a little dicey if i want to see the kid grow up you know <laughs> right. just in case yeah you know i mean just probability wise well there, i mean there's uh, there's plenty of examples of people in any field who hit their stride later you know what rodney yeah. dangerfield lewis black you know there's plenty of people phyllis diller yeah i was always late joan rivers so yeah, everything so it's like you don't have to focus although we tend to on like eddie murphy or louis who they're doing it as teenagers you know but there's plenty of people who hit their stride later yeah. yeah, and my thing was all—you can read the Malcolm Gladwell book. You know, like kids who are born in January seem to have—they're bigger than the kids who are born in December. And they're if they're in the same year, the kids who are born in January get picked to better teams and they get more attention and they get—you know—so it's like. Right. Of course, I was born three days before the end of the year, so I'm the <laughs> smallest of all my entire way growing up. So it kind of worked out exactly. How it was supposed to in Malcolm Gladwell's head <laughs> right. that I was always the smallest and nobody cared, so I had to do it all myself. You know, so whatever. But you had Doctor J. But it, it there's no timeline. I <laughs> mean, Doctor J That's made it. it to the top. All right. Wait, wait, one more question before we wait. what? We're Can, done. Do, one more minute. One more. Wait, wait, wait. So the sec, I just want to ask one. So the second time when you come back around mm-hmm. and you. She reaches out to you, or you mm-hmm. reach out to her. She she texted me, yeah, out of the blue. Yeah, out of the blue. Oh, we hadn't shit. talked in five six years, and yeah. it just clicks right in. She said, "Do you want to get together?" Uh, yeah, and we went to dinner, and oh, yeah, wow. she had she had been living abroad, unbeknownst to me, because I didn't like keep up with her on Facebook or anything. So she had been living. She was in Puerto Rico for a while, out in L.A. for a while. So yeah, we just kind of caught up, and it felt great immediately. But I was a little cautious yeah, of like, kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, are we gonna be like, oh you know, shit, I can't do this again? Right? Yeah, am I yeah, just yeah. gonna open up my heart? But it was yeah. clear that ten years had gone by. She knew oh, okay. who she was. Yeah. She was a grown woman. Uh, yeah, you know. that's scary. Uh, Ted came to dinner holding a sign that said, uh, "Don't break my heart." Hashtag <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, that's right. Me too. Broken hearts <laughs> can happen. Be careful. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, we're done. Uh, let's. Let, let's do our last segment. We like to do this segment. It's called This, That, or The Other Thing. We're just going to give you a choice of 
two things, or and then you could either pick one of the two things or go off the board and pick the third one. All right. The other thing. Okay. So let me just start the clock on this. And well, so what's the time? Like, is there? There's no time. Okay. Well, this is why we had to just keep track of the okay. corners. Gotcha. So, uh, uh, Time Warner or Verizon? Ugh, the uh, the other thing. Uh, so you've cut the cord, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. You go back? Yeah, I cut the cord with um with cable. But I still have time. What are they now? Spectrum for uh, for my uh, oh spectrum. What right. does cutting the cord count as activism? <laughs> kind of. Uh, it feels like it. Yeah. Is it against like the corporate machine? It's more just yeah yeah the, li- the money little things you can do for your sanity. Yeah yeah, yeah. but but what is, so what's your well, you TV s- set up now? Well, I still unfortunately because of where I live, I have to use uh, spectrum time for the Wi Fi for the Wi Fi. And then mm-hmm. what do you do for TV? Uh, we just stream it through Apple TV. We oh, uh, so you just have Apple TV? We have Apple TV, yeah. And that, does that annoy you that it takes so long to turn on when you get home? Because you got to turn it on and wait for Apple TV to. No, of- it's not. I mean, we just we have a projector. We just project it on the wall. That's and what's bugging you. That that I try. I'm trying to. <laughs> not unplug. Doesn't take long. I'm trying to unplug, but I'm so I like going click 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 click, and you can't do oh. that on Apple TV. And I got YouTube TV now. I've oh, tried you mean YouTube like TV. just the remote thing? Just the whole thing, like around? 10, 78, 40, 28. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that on Apple TV because I have Apple TV and I have now YouTube TV. So I'm caught in the two worlds. So when we go to Pennsylvania, I have nothing in there but the Wi-Fi. So I'm straight Apple TV. Yes. But I miss not being like a flipping th- 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 So what do you hear? What? What do you hear? I'm unfortunately, uh, Time Warner's done Spectrum now. Oh, okay. So I, cl- I got rid of Time Warner. Yeah, Their yeah. price got too high. So I went to Verizon. It's mm-hmm. at least consistently killing me. Yeah. No, but we're close to all of it being gone. You just have to have a Wi-Fi, and then you can watch everything. Like YouTube TV is as close as it's come. How are you watching? YouTube TV has everything: local channels, all sports. Really great great lineup every every night. Forty dollars, and it's it's pretty amazing. That plus Apple TV, you're almost there, and it's quick. You're floating through. You're you're firing through. All right, there you go. There's a plug for YouTube TV. (laughs) They're sponsoring our show. By any chance, Google? That's a good company for us to get. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I do like Veri- at least Verizon works better than Time Warner. I had a lot of like technical. They would go out a lot. And yeah, have to call them a lot. Well, how much? How, how much are you like boycotting a company? Like, how righteous can you get? Like, how you know what I mean? Like, are you really? I never go <sighs> into McDonald's, uh, but Be- it's not because of any. Um, because it's garbage. Well, it, I did a, a corporate gig for them Ooh. in 2001, I think it was, and uh, damn, the fries taste so good though. Wait, let me finish. I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm with Ted. My mom wouldn't let me eat there. Yeah. It's not good for you. She's right. I, I do this really gig, and, and the gig went great, by the way. It was like, you know where it was? It was at the Trump Casino in Atlantic oh, City. Wow. Shit. There you go. Yeah. There you go, President. And uh, <laughs> gig went well. It was like for their um, East Coast managers of McDonald's. And uh, I think I did a, it was like Jesus Abs or some Jesus oh, joke. Yeah. And uh, suddenly I start getting the light. I, I was like maybe 10 minutes into what was supposed to be a 20 minute set. And the guy's lighting me frantically from the side of the stage. And I'm like, there's no way that's 20 minutes. Uh, you know, it can't be. So that he, but he keeps persistently lighting me. So I finally just wrap up and he's like, what are you, what are you doing jokes about Jesus for? I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, the crowd was laughing. I'm like, that, that was on my Comedy Central special that you saw. That's how you booked me. Right. <laughs> he's like, you're not supposed to do anything uh, like edgy or 
I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> so they, they refused to pay me for like, it took me like six months to get paid. Oh, shit. Yeah. They huh. were like resist. you know, this this billion dollar corporation's not giving me $2,000 or whatever it was. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, after and that, I just, that's th- the last that was the line. Ever, that's yeah, it. Yeah, 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 that, that was the line in the sand for me. Hey, good All for right. you. I'll boycott him yeah. for a day then. I'll throw that into my Starbucks boycott. All right, second one, Shea or City Field? Gotta be Shea. Really? Yeah. Shea is where all the good memories. Yeah, I guess until they win. But, you know, City Field, again, getting back to the whole corporate thing, it's yep. named for Citibank. That's you know, right, I yeah. just can't, you know. What about Shea, Shea with the Shake Shack? Would that have made it better? That, that Yeah, that would have. Will you eat a Shake Shack? You know, I don't eat a whole lot of meat. Oh, you're, uh, wow, you're you're what I want to be. I got to read your book. Do you I have a book? <laughs> not, not, not <laughs> yet. Damn What's it. the book? What Give me a Neil book. wants to be? Because <laughs> I want to boycott McDonald's, but the fries taste good. <laughs> and then so I can't make those kind of commitments in my life. It's all sad. Shame. Wait, City Field, wait Neil. so you don't eat any meat? No, I do. I, I'm not hardline on that. My wife is vegan, but oh, she'll okay, have some like eggs and stuff. So for the most part, just by proximity of eating with her, yeah, that's what me and Beth most of my meals are just like vegetarian or vegan. In LA, so when's the last time you had a big ass steak? Oh, I, I mean, like when I go out with Gaffigan on the road, yeah. <laughs> it's you're almost going to a steakhouse. Oh, yeah. you go to a steakhouse. Yeah, he's a food guy. Yeah, um, you eat steak. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been. Yeah. I was trying to take it a steak Monday. You were like, nah. Um, Did you eat it last night? Did you eat the whole? Freaking lobster steak thing. Oh, yeah. You ate the whole thing. Are you nuts? I was what time did you? I was watching Leslie. it, but by the time you got to your seat, it was like the fourth, three nothing. fourth inning. No, no. We got the seat in the bottom of the first. No. Yeah. I was watching it. Yeah. You were not there in the bottom of the first. I, how I much you want to bet? Third inning before you How much you want to bet? I saw Brett Gardner at leadoff. They did you three say that you had park. lobster at the Yankee game? Yes. Yeah. It, they like, haven't. Well, when you go with restaurant? Leslie Jones, yeah, the restaurant. Oh, oh okay, I'm nice. In row one, seat one, and they bring you. No, well, you're underneath. There's no, a huge restaurant. It's my underneath. pet peeve about oh, the Yankees. So I funny. hate the Yankees' new stadium because when you watch the Yankees, it's all about no the one, food, right? No, no one sits in the lower level. It's all corporate. It makes me yes. So I'm like, but when we go, all, in, but you can go inside five we, feet away and get yeah, warm. Once and you get go, cocoa and cookies and lobster. Once you go and sit in the seats, and you realize why no one's in the seats. Well, Lenny's what you were talking about. As soon as you get suckered in, you get a taste of the good life right well, uh, that's all I right. Didn't move. Yeah, if you yeah. watch the tape it's on tape the second i i, I sit in the seats i don't get up okay right. but he i we, there was a 6 30 start and she's a little late believe me i'm going at four and i'm eating lobster for four hours right, you know? <laughs> right. i'm getting my huge bang for the buck but i had about 30 minutes and um how many times did you throw up like three no no good. time so you could Delicious. put more food in oh man <laughs> no, no you're throwing if up i would t- do that i, I <laughs> was like i have like shrimp and lobster and, and that's chicken. Great. oh my god it's so no it is crazy like it's it's one of those layouts that you definitely like you're, you're my first thought is like i guess it's the potter in me i'm trying to think how much can i take home with me i'm like oh yeah they I give got you like shit candy. in my pockets yeah. cracker jack boxes. before you go out they <laughs> okay. give you like i'm taking there's, there's a so wall of candy shit. yeah there's a wall of shit everywhere you're literally i'm taking I shit d- away well you want some yeah. want some licorice yeah, i definitely I have do, some liquor still do, in my yeah. pocket yeah we have some twix it's yeah. so awful oh. well it is, i mean it kind of does mirror the, the all the things we're talking about with society right yeah. like a thing that used to be shea stadium yeah. is now city field and so the, most of these stadiums have like a corporate sponsor and it's not just a, a beer and a hot dog. It's, you know, all of these, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, the, the, the ballpark experience has changed. It's so creeped totally. into everything. But yeah, the bottom no line, when I get in that seat, I'm not leaving, but they will come over and go, do you guys need anything? We go hot cocoa. It's hard not to get something. I'm right? getting it. They have options. Yeah. I forget. I'm living. <laughs> look, I'm never the day Leslie goes, beat it. 
you know, I'm never sitting in that seat again. <laughs> right. You know, so I'm like, I'm going to enjoy myself. I know the, the feeling. Yeah. yeah. Well, I always said a plane did it the best. A plane, even though everyone has great oh, plane, plane jokes, is a plane. Uh, yeah. plane is it's hard not to joke around about it because it's just so it's the class right. system to the nth yeah, yeah, degree. Yeah. Right. You, random group of people. And just because you've flown a lot and you're in diamond class and you think you are the king of the world compared to me, who's in the last seat of the plane. Yeah. We don't know each other. Right. You don't know what I do. I don't know what you do. I probably, you know, there's some kid sitting in row one seat one. Yeah. But he's the man for that flight. Well, and it's probably a similar dynamic in that a lot of people in those corporate suites are just there because their job puts them there. Totally. And the same with first class. Exactly. And like a lot of people are just flying because their yeah. job. Well, because I was thinking we were me and Bethel were talking about that on the plane, how it's getting worse. Like we think that it's it's, it's going to sound like a joke, but it, it's like first class. Then they squeeze the regular people with business class. So they mm-hmm. squeeze the regular people. It's just I think they need like a working class. They need a even a shittier it's gonna oh. be. There's gonna even be a shittier section now, cause, cause the they're even making. Yeah, they're even yeah, making the, the middle, the regular people. It's it's smaller I'm and shittier. Sh- I'm shocked it's that gonna there's be, not. There's got to be something even shittier behind. I'm gonna tell you what it is. I'm shocked that there's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. That eventually there'll be like a wire with like a U-Haul plane section, <laughs> and I, you're I, just going to be in that little hole, and you're just flying like yeah. aimlessly flying. Because business the classes used to be what we all sat in, and now right. they've squeezed the. They're just going to keep squeezing us. All right, so there'll be a fourth Come on, section. Ted, make it happen for us, goddammit. it! Keep going. Fix it all. Next one, hairy or bald? Both you guys were hairy. We're all. I'm losing my hair. It's great. You got a lot of hair. I got no. I it's one by one, but. I enjoy being bald because it's a choice for me. But I you, could have you, hair, you and I don't. I choose to be bald. You'll also no, that's baloney. But you, <laughs> you also, <laughs> that is the biggest crock of shit you've I'm ever the, said on no, the show. No, I'm one of the few guys. But you'll that look the same age when you were thirty and when you're ninety. I mean, yeah, I guess I, I didn't lose my hair when I was like, thirty. Th- this Socrates look that Ted has now is gonna, <laughs> you know, nobody knows how old Ted is compared it, to. It ages well. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the close cropped look ages well. So yeah, yeah I, I go. I would say bald. See now, Neil, I know is going to go the other way here. No, no, I, I, I like bald. I'm fine with it. Right. I mean, it's low good. maintenance I, too, right? Yeah, th- I love not worrying about well, it. Low but maintenance, probably big time. Right? I mean, if they if they could grow hair tomorrow, it would be kind of awkward, you know, to all of a sudden to go show back up with a bunch of hair. But I guess I disagree. I, People get used. I to guess it I would. That's true. Yeah, people do. That, I'm a big believer in that because so many times with comedians too, they're like, "Oh, if I change my look, I uh, my hair or this," I'm like, nobody. Like, have you seen people's old headshots? Nobody cares what you used to look like. Yeah. Everyone used to look like a freak. Yeah. If they if they came yeah. up with like hair tomorrow, you would grow your hair. Back. I would. I would not. I'm not saying that. That's. I'm not saying that if they grew hair, I would. But I'm saying if I did, nobody would care. Yeah. No, no. one no would care. Yeah. yeah I was. I but was, I'm saying you would. I'm saying no. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I like. Like I said, I like the. I can guarantee what would happen. I can guarantee what will happen because I can predict the future. That's what I do. No, I can guarantee that you're gonna. What would happen if all of a sudden you know they really came up with technology that grow hair is you're gonna get a part, and you're gonna have to grow hair. And then you're going to be on a show, and then you're going to have to grow hair. I mean, you know what I mean? Because when you said part, I thought you meant my hair. The part is part down the middle. The part that you're going to get is like a you a guy that parts his hair down the middle. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. How about this one? Mets win the World Series or thirty five grand cash? Oh come on! It's got to be thirty five grand. I'm a a grown man now. I totally thought you were going to say that. Come up with the number. I came up with the. Believe me, I thought about this number for a long time. Yeah, that's a hard number. (laughs) Well, Ted works on the road. He's doing pretty well. My first thought was when I heard thirty five. It was like a little low, but at the same time, man, how could you not take thirty five? I would take as low as like five. Really? Uh, You could ask the Mets that question, and they would say thirty (laughs) five. 
<laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Selling out, right? I'm talking about everybody's ready to sell out in a second. If you go, sell out. If that's you go, Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl or five hundred dollars, I'd be like five hundred dollars because well, that would at least cover my losses from the game. So you feel good? We got uh, Ted to sell out the yeah, Nets yeah. for thirty-five thousand. <laughs> at least good. you gave him some dignity with thirty-five thousand. You could know, man. You could have hit him harder with like. 2000 or something. I don't know. Some of these teams, look, he's at least seen it happen. If he didn't see it, like Jets fans, I know a lot of Jets fans who haven't seen that happen in their lifetimes. Yeah, they would be willing uh, to. Yeah, but I was, what, you know, four when that happened? So, 35 mean, grand is a lot of, I don't think too many people are going to pass that up. All right, back to back, back to back New York Giants Super Bowl or yeah. $5,000? Oh, back to back Giants Super Bowl. Wow. You keep the five grand. Five, 10,000? For me to be king 10, of the world for two years. What? $10,000 back up? to back? No, you're yeah. still not in my ballpark. $20,000 cash. Mm. I'm thinking now you got 35, the number 35 is, is a great number. Okay, 35 <laughs> cash? 35 cash you're or two that. wins in a two row? Two back to back. No, I'm taking the back to back Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah. It's so great for all. I mean, I have friends who work for the Giants. I work for the Giants. I'm a total, total seller. Yeah, I would have taken you are. the money in seconds. Of course you are. We got to go to the millions for me to do anything. Um. All right. Root Canal or Coalition 2? <laughs> Bad root canal. I mean, eh, you're in the deadest chair for a while, or you got to do the try and get the comics a raise again. Get the band back together. Yep. Uh, I Bad guess. Bad root canal. A lot of pain. You might remember, be there for you, a couple they got weeks. those strong ass pills now for the root canal. <laughs> those things. I, I, they don't get, have anything for the coalition. <laughs> no, no, they got nothing. The pills seem to be working as the epidemic spreads across honest, our country. You can go off the board. Remember, it's this, that, or the other thing. You yeah, let's go. Let's there. go off the board for this one. The third one, just because it'd be or, interesting to hear what it is. I don't know. Like survive a plane crash, maybe. <laughs> I'll say. You know what? I'll say. Uh, my DNA would suggest that uh, uh, Coalition 2 would be the way that I would have to really? go. Over Root Canal. Yeah, yeah. Oof. It's close, though. You got I would hope, be at the meeting. You got hope. You're working well, the Coalition Well, if he's going to do it, you know. But am I leading it or am I just there? Because no, my hope is that thing. some of these young guys will, because like when Russ and I did it, we were like kind it's of early 30s. Said. Yeah. We were like the young guys that, we were right in the sweet spot of, we weren't newbies, but we weren't like hardened veterans who don't care about the clubs anymore. We were we were like the clubs was where we were primarily working. Right. So I'm hoping these young guys who are no, I in, think they're they've gotten so much more than we had a chance to get, and they've been given so much more at such a younger age that they are so the stakes are not yeah, they don't, they narcissistic don't and like go fuck yourselves. They don't care. About yeah, the they clubs. don't care what happens to the older people, and they certainly don't care what happens to the younger people. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, so um, it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. So maybe Root no. Canal then. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, which one would you want to do? Well, I'd definitely take the Coalition. Oh, look at that. I like Neil's... the fight for the comics, and I also could sell my... At least com- for a day. I could I... also co- sell my comic cards. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Marketing. <laughs> yeah, it's all about market. the marketing. <laughs> it's all about me making money for myself. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, gonna... which, which reminds me, somebody yeah. pitched uh, a reality show to us during the Coalition. They're like, we'll bring in cameras, we'll do like... And it was a great idea in theory, yeah. but it compromises the whole. Of yeah, course, like, now you're making money. I know. Yeah. Then it's like they should have taped those meetings anyway for posterity, just to hear some of the jackass comments that came out of people's mouths. Like, how are you gonna help us? Yes. Do what? Like get in the clubs? <laughs> We're not. You know, like what are you talking about? Get good, and you'll get like some of the stuff that came out of people's mouths. Like, you know what? You deserve to make ten dollars. Every set you do for the next fifty years. I remember someone watch. like saying, like to Chris Mazzilli, like you you didn't pass me at your club. I had a great set, and it's like this isn't about you. <laughs> and your, 
<laughs> no, I guarantee half the people's like, hey, half the people in the room are trying to go there for connections and all right. We got all the comics are going to be at the meeting. No, this is the time that, to go. There was yes. a lot yeah, of that. Yeah, there yeah, was everything. Anything yeah. you could have dreamed of with this was there, and it it make a great book to go back and you know it would. All right, we're done. Let's go to uh, we wrap this up every week with one good thing, one bad thing of the week. Neil, do you want to start this? Yeah, week? I'll start it because okay. I have a I have I a bad go thing. Oh, I have a, a bad thing, and it's a good thing. Uh, uh, Saturday night, I'm sitting at home and I got to order food on my Seamless app. Yeah, and then Seamless app is down. It doesn't work. Mm. Yeah, it was like a so really you hard might have to go outside in I, New York go outside and buy something and or oh, actually no. call the restaurant. Call um, if you speak I, to a human being. I would have to speak to somebody, <laughs> and I just had like a moment, and I just kept trying and trying, and I went to like five different restaurants, I and know, then you get mad. And then too, I was like, right? "What the hell is going on?" It was just like this weird thing that happened. And then I go to Twitter, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" You know, it's just like meltdown city. It's like, "Oh my god!" And I, I don't know if it's a good or bad, but it's just like one of those moments, like. Oh, fuck. Can I like, tell you, my wife does everything for, on Seamless. Same thing. There's always knocks at the door. Guys handing me just shit. Like, I, I didn't. Oh, did you? Yeah. I, I will walk out. My dad did this, too. I don't want to. I will walk out and go to the place I want and yeah. get it to go. A little fresh air. And a little fresh air and walk back. I the don't thing know. about yeah. Seamless is it's tr- you don't ever talk to anybody no i get you, it you don't you open the door and i feel like i don't even i shouldn't even say thank you because it ruins the whole transaction <laughs> so i i there's open an the agreement. door and i don't say anything he opens the door i take the bag and there's not even an eye exchange uh, do you tip online there's nothing you tip online yeah, i no, do like the fact that there's you no that, communication that's out of the way. it's so tragic and so yeah when it went out it really created problems for me i didn't know what to do are you okay now <laughs> no it's just a, it was a hard 10, like what, what did you order i can't wait for this dumb order what i i ended up i went and got pizza but it took me about 45 minutes to, to oh re- so he did finally come no no pizza. i i you I, left the building i you left, left the, the building, building and went oh and my got god pizza. across the street to yeah. that place across yeah, literally street. across yeah, yeah, the street yeah. is the pizza place for me like house. i gotta see the door man i gotta do that oh that lazy fly. piece then I gotta, of garbage yeah, it was hard speak to someone that was hard i mean it really threw me off <laughs> so you went, you spent like two hours trying to get that done, or you could have walked outside in four minutes. I don't know. Underpants I, I'm, and been back. I, like I said, it's in, it was an embarrassing, yeah. sad moment. My good thing or bad thing of the week, also a bad thing, a little more serious. Harry Anderson died. Harry the Hat. Yes. Uh, from Night Court, Dave's World. Cheers. He was so every time he was on Cheers it was my favorite episode. Yeah. Great comic, an amazing magician. Yes. Always pulled off these great tricks. Was on Saturday Night Live like three times, hosted three times. Every time he brought a smile to your face. Sixty five. Wow. Was, yeah. Kind of young. an underrated guy. Underrated who had comic. Two hit. He two hit TV shows. Yeah. He got tired of stand. He's got tired of working the Hollywood system. He's like, all right, a magician too. Great magician. Great, great magician. magician. He started yeah. as a great magician, street performer. Yeah. If you read uh, any old bit on him, you'll go through his life and career, and it's pretty amazing. And then decided, you know what? He picked. He went to New Orleans, was an activist through the Hurricane Katrina and stuff like that. And then he wow. got tired. He kept getting mugged, and he got tired of like, all right, enough already. I'm trying to help this town. Yeah. And then packed. Sold all his property there, and he had like a magic shop. And maybe something. maybe it wasn't mug. Maybe it was a magic trick. They were just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. the wallet was in the other. <laughs> he should have. That's when you really should be able to pull that off. But then uh, I think he went to Asheville, North Carolina, and spent his time there. And I don't think I think I saw him once. He was, maybe Bill Maher had him Skype in or yeah, one time. yeah. And then I haven't seen him. It's a shame because he wow. was really great. What was, did he have? Some, I didn't even read that. Did they he don't have a know. disease? They or, don't know. Yeah. Just hmm. passed away. He disappeared. Maybe. He faked his own death. Maybe. Maybe. Forget the joke. Ted, you have a good thing or bad thing of the week for us? Uh, 
Anyway, rest in peace, Harry, while Ted's thinking. Yes, yes. We loved him. I guess, I mean, I hate to be promoting, but the good thing is that I, I finally have a home for my special because it's been a frustration. I shot it last July. Oh, yeah. That was last July? I yeah. mean, yeah. So it's, been, it's coming up on a year. A lot you know? of smoke machines I was in there for. Yes. I was like, this is very smoky. Well, the, the look that we wanted to go Beautiful. for was kind of based on, um, you know, the Coen Brothers movie, uh, the uh, Lewin Davis? Llewellyn Davis, yeah. Yeah, Llewellyn Davis. Kind of like the smoky club look. Yep. It was kind of based on that, oh, so cool. so they brought in these smoke machines just so that like when the you know they had these red lights on the side just to kind of give it like a different feel than all the cookie cutter specials yep. that we've seen. Yeah. Um, so good. I'm kind of excited, yeah, excited to get oh, that awesome. out. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll so go watch that. And the name of it is Senior Class of Earth. Senior Class of Earth. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. And you have a Twitter or a, a uh, website? I do. It's to? just yeah at Ted Alexandro. You, easy to find. There you go. Ted's Could, the best. Should it be at President? Uh, yeah, at Ted President <laughs> Alexandro. Senator? No, I will block uh, that. Could you imagine if you had, then you have to pick the entire cabinet. What would Hollis be in that? Uh, <laughs> Whatever uh, he wants. Right? Yeah, yeah. He, he, I'd work for him, actually. He'd probably, probably be an ambassador. He's like somewhere. a Steve Bannon type. <laughs> Hollis? No, yeah. not at all. Not at all. He Hollis is the best. We got to get him in here. He's Ted. got a good head of hair. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming in. Oh, it was a lot of fun. Thank you. See you next week.